just do like cold openers now, right? Uh, I think we've we've kind of started with some kind of bullshit. Uh huh. <laughs> there was never like an established way to start. Not really. The show. No, because like if we were already talking about something, then I just kind of use that yeah. as the opening. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Uh-oh. I think talking about not having an intro is a pretty good intro in itself. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the one we've got right now, so I guess so. We might as well, might as well roll with it, right? I guess so. Um, I was going to, I felt like I was going to include even more shit this week, but then I was like, oh, this week feels like it's a lot of my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, wait till you see what I've brought to the table. Oh God. Uh, so, well, some of my bullshit you're not even aware of yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> because as, as because as we know, this show is just nothing but uh. <laughs> us surprising each other and then uh, i guess i don't know frustrating each other um yeah that's that's fair <laughs> so uh hey what's up it's dead and roadshow it's bill and ian um maybe we should get started with some deadlines then yeah <laughs> okay um so i've got a couple here uh any deals this week uh maybe maybe um so this one's from from ricky uh and ricky says hey it's ricky from china hope this letter finds you well i don't know if you have any shipment is ready to ship uh now the space is so tight uh like we are busying this in overtime but many clients want to get space to ship their product in a short time kindly keep us informed about your thoughts more detailed offer will be updated accordingly ship uh ricky i almost called him shippy um (laughs) Uh, I just like that uh, the space is so tight. I mean, yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's right? really like, tight. The supply chain, I'm assuming, is is starting to improve, which means that there's more products, you know, being shipped out, which just leads to tighter spaces. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. I just basic. I, I just really enjoy whenever they act like we already know each other, like somehow. Um, like, well, the only Ricky that come that you know came to mind immediately was Ricky Martin, mm, mm, mm-hmm. but that got ruled out immediately when we learned that it's Ricky from China, right? So, um, but yeah, it's just like if somebody gets the email and they're like, "Oh yeah, Ricky, Ricky from China," uh, mm-hmm. I've dealt with him before. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some kind of shipping, importing and exporting business with some random guy. Um, Ricky from China is a day one listener of the podcast. Maybe he, you know what? Maybe he might be. He might be. Um, I hope Ricky's doing okay. Uh, let's see. Was there another one? Hold on. Hope Ricky's not claustrophobic. It's, the space is really, it's really tight. It's really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we got one more. This one's kind of long, so um, we might want to um, save our thoughts until the very end. Oh, is this because, like, I always interrupt? Uh, I, no, I do it too. I'm going to try not to do no, that. No, I do it too. As, as I often. do it too. I make comments during while I'm reading. Um, so maybe we should we should save our thoughts until the until the very end. Um, okay. <laughs> Sounds like you sound like a school teacher. <laughs> um, this one is from Dale. Okay. Uh, hi, Dead and Road team. First time, long time. I'm writing to ask for a bit of advice. I host a podcast and frequently make it clear that my listeners can send in anything they wish to discuss. However, these correspondences are few and far between. Instead, I receive an overwhelming abundance of spam mail. Not that I mind. On the contrary, I find myself fascinated by this automated email, its motivations and purpose, whether it can succeed or fail on these goals. If any meaning can be derived from what appears on the surface, be pure computer-generated gibberish. Often, I will read some of the more interesting emails on the air, but I'm worried no one is intrigued by my burgeoning schizoaffective disorder. For my sanity and the sanity of my listeners, how can I receive more genuine submissions? P.S. I hope you will not find me too forward if I ask two questions. 
I'm an avid TikTok connoisseur, and I enjoy sharing the very best, best of a visual medium on an audio product. How can I best make sure the two clash as much as possible? Your friend in Christ, Dale. Wow, I've never felt so attacked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we should we should end the show immediately. End the show. <laughs> end the show. End, the, end everything. I mean, that's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's not not at all what I was expecting to hear. But that's really funny. <laughs> Like, okay, Dale, you know, I, I doubt you have a real podcast, so you really can't. You don't believe Dale? You really can't say anything. No, I don't believe you don't Dale. Believe I think he's, I think he has a different motive. Really? You don't think Dale's big up front about in, in writing, uh, right again? Something tells me now. No? You think Dale's not who he says he is? <laughs> What's the email address? I mean, we don't want to like you know. Oh, I'm not gonna. Is, I'm not gonna. The, I'm not gonna dox Dale. I'm not gonna do that. No, you don't want to dox no, Dale. I'm not That's dox a bad Dale. idea. Uh, See, this is why we don't get any mail. We we <laughs> <laughs> we threaten to uh, reveal our sources. <laughs> Your friend in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we do we have do we have any advice for Dale? Um, no, I don't think it warrants a response. No. No. <laughs> like, I'm always, I'm always down for feedback, you know, uh -huh. constructive criticism, but this feels more like mockery. Oh, the, yeah? Yeah, it does. Uh, I think we could roll with the punches. Okay, so what do you, what do you have to, to offer? Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't think this far ahead, to be honest with you. Somehow I didn't think I'd get this far. Uh, um, you know, if Dale is uh, struggling to uh, get some genuine um, listener feedback, um, maybe he can just make some up. There we go. Maybe. Use an alias <laughs> that, you know, you can, would throw people off. Exactly. Exactly. Use only a first name. Use only a first name. <laughs> and A generic first name. And, and send something in. For content, maybe, maybe wait, wait until Dale, wait until Dale hears my TikTok segment where we watch people eat fruit. It's gonna be, oh, it's gonna I'm be sure, so good. I'm sure that's gonna be, I'm sure that's gonna be very pleasant to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Dale, for writing in. Uh, right. I think we've reached an all-time low here. You really think so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're entertained by this. I mean, <laughs> it took me 10 minutes. <laughs> it took you 10 minutes to do what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, to read sure. the emails? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, thank you, Dale, for the feedback. Maybe we'll hear from you again sometime soon. Thank you, Dale. Um, uh, I wish you the best. Those are our dead letters for this week. <laughs> I mean, you joked about doing this like months ago, and and now we've reached the point. You see, that that's why you gotta you gotta sneak it in when the timing is <laughs> the timing is right. <laughs> oh God. Um. Uh, what, uh. We we had we had a little bit of a um an oopsie last week. Uh. Where I uh. You say we. I use the royal we. I use it a lot. You should see the uh. You should see the episode descriptions. 
Um, but anyway, let's do a little dead wrong. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. Uh, so last week, uh, <laughs> I said that uh, at the end of the Planet of the Apes, uh, the very famous scene, the dude screams out, you blew it. <laughs> uh, I was very close, actually. I was closer than I thought I was. Uh, he says, you blew it up. God damn you all to hell. Um, I mean, wildly different meaning. <laughs> That was, it's close, though. Between the two phrase, phrases. It was close. It was pretty close. Um, but still incorrect. So I thought I would uh, set the record straight. As I like I'm to surprised do. Dale didn't point that one out. You know, um, I don't know when Dale wrote in, uh, hit yeah, send. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, you know, time is a funny thing. Um, so I just wanted to set the record straight on that. And uh, if you if you notice any any slip-ups, video at deadedroad.co. Um we're going to save our movie stuff for later, right? Yeah, that seems the best okay. thing to do. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, then let's move into some Moogle then. Great. Um, so there has been uh, some controversy in the Final Fantasy XIV space uh, this past week. Um, and and yet the world continued to spin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I mentioned this to you and uh, off off air because um, I was keeping um, keeping abreast of it. Uh, but there was the the race to uh, world first for the uh, brand new ultimate raid, um, which I was watching with great interest. Um, and as that concluded, uh, a, a controversy uh, sprung up uh, in its wake. Um, and the issue is is that it was caused by Square Enix where there would not have been a controversy otherwise. Um, and this will this will take some explaining. Um, oh, I'm sure it will. Yeah. So uh, a, a team finished the race world first um, and they were not streaming it because a lot of the teams that were competing uh, were not streaming. Um, there's no like official event. It's all unofficial. Um, but like they usually post a short video or uh, like a screenshot like of the clear um, to prove that they did it. And there's there's no, there's no way to like fake that really. Um, like if you reach the ends, you know, it's it, it becomes clear like you can't you can't fake that or anything. Um well, doesn't Square have the results too? Like they know who comes in first. They do. They do. Yeah. And so, what usually happens is after a after a few um, days, after a bunch of teams clear, uh, they will put out like a congratulatory tweet and sort of they call it unofficial, but they sort of crown like the top three teams basically. Um, this year, or I guess not this year. Well, this this time, uh, they didn't do that. Instead, they said congratulations to the teams that competed. Oh, by the way, uh, here's our statement about the use of third-party tools. Uh-oh. And so they went into um, basically a like um, a refresher slash revision of the terms of service uh, statement on third-party tools slash mods to the game mm -hmm. and uh this has always been an issue in the game um but the the stance in the community and the way that it has always been interpreted is uh don't ask don't tell where the terms of service says you're not allowed to use them and if you get caught using them you can get banned but uh as long as you don't tell anybody that you're using them, uh, the game doesn't use any kind of anti-cheat, and 
Square says that they don't use anything to detect what else is on your computer other than Final Fantasy 14. Like there's no anti-cheat, there's no spyware or whatever. Um, so they just ask you not to use any kind of third-party add-ons, modifications whatsoever. Um, unless it's something that directly affects the servers, then they will take immediate action. Um, and so that was that's been how everybody has interpreted uh, the terms of service. So it was very strange for them to do this after uh, World Race for the the, the hardest content in the game by far. Uh, probably the hardest fight like the game has ever seen, um, even compared to the other ultimate fights. Uh, it took it took teams two weeks uh, playing the game uh, anywhere from 12 to 18 hours a day uh, for two weeks straight. Um, and the world first team actually cleared it like several days ahead of anybody else. Um, wow. And so the fact that they came out with this instead of congratulating anybody, not even just the world first team, like just anybody is uh, was odd and unexpected. Um, and then immediately um, they started banning a couple streamers live as they were streaming that were using uh, uh, UI mods uh, as they were um, progressing through the raid. Um, then it was quickly discovered that uh, those streamers were being um brigaded basically from 4chan they're being mass reported from 4chan and uh the japanese 4chan which is 5chan of course um because it was clear that they were using ui mods and so they were getting mass reported and so they were banned um and there are a lot of problems with this mostly because as i said the whole the whole um policy before was you know uh don't ask don't tell and also there was um the main reason they didn't want anybody to uh bring up mods or you know ui tweaks or basically uh the real the big one is um a dps meter is because they don't want anybody harassing people over dps numbers um, that's their main sticking point is they don't want harassment over anybody's damage. Um, mm -hmm. the, but like this is a competition though. And like what if people genuinely have like a competitive advantage using mods? Um, so everybody's using them. Oh, okay. Everybody's using them. It's like steroids in baseball. Yeah. Ev okay. <laughs> everybody's using them. There is not, you, you cannot raid without using a DPS meter. It, you just can't. You, you need it. You cannot like rate there are dps checks in the raids so there is no other way to tell how much damage you're doing on an individual basis without a dps meter so these mods are just compensating for uh something that is needed but isn't in the game yes and so that's the other interesting part of their statement was that they uh, are noticing a, a, a reason for the use of mods. They're saying, okay, we understand why people are using the UI mods specifically, and it is due to a lack of features in the UI. So mm -hmm. they are going to take a look at what is popular and attempt to implement them. But knowing Square, this is not a priority, and it's going to take a really goddamn long time especially because they were not planning on doing this. The, now, so they're like, okay, so some of these are a good idea and people clearly want these, but you can't use them, but we're going to implement them. But <laughs> yeah. if you use them, you're banned, but we're going, so but we're going to implement the same features at some point. Right. Um, so the, the people that were banned, like the streamers that were banned are essentially just using the same mods as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. For the most And so part. they were singled out because they were reported by people on a message board. Yeah. And so they were basically, 
basically made examples out of. Oh, I see. Um, and so the other thing is that everybody has known for a long time, if you're a streamer and you show the DPS meter, you risk getting banned. Mm-hmm. Everybody's known that. Uh, and nobody's acting like, oh, you know, poor, you know, poor streamers. They were showing they were showing mods in a DPS meter. It's like, yeah, they took the risk. Like whenever I would stream the game, I would not show the DPS meter. I had it on off. Like I just, I just wouldn't show it on the stream. I had it there, but I wouldn't show it. Cause like, why risk it? The stream doesn't need to right. see it. Um, but the timing is really strange. Like why now? Why now? Uh, I've talked about it before. The massive, massive influx of WoW players to the game. Uh, th- there right. were a lot of high end, very popular uh, WoW raiders that came into the game. And a lot of them, to the chagrin of 14 players, modded the fuck out of the UI. Modded the fuck out of the UI to the point where it was unrecognizable. Uh, mostly because they wanted to make it look and feel like, wow, uh, not a single one of them got banned at all. Oh, interesting. None of them got a slap on the wrist. And do you think that uh, Salty 14 players didn't report any of them? Really? Sounds unlikely. It's pretty unlikely. So, uh, like, what's the difference here? Like, so Square basically didn't want to create bad PR when they're they're having a massive influx of players from other communities. And they turned Mm -hmm. a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're punishing your most dedicated players. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And And it's just ass backwards to now say, well, you can't use these features that we might be adding to the game at some point because they're good ideas but we but we don't want you using them yet like so so like some of some of them are just they're just quality of life like they're not they're they're not cheating mm-hmm. like um one of them is um it, it enlarges uh debuffs that you place on enemies so it doesn't get lost in the sea of debuffs that are placed on the boss so it's a visual cue. It's like a visual thing. These are these are yeah. These are visual aids, basically. Um, and they don't affect they don't affect the actual gameplay. No, no, not at all. Um, and another is like uh, it makes the cooldown the number on the cooldown timers larger, so you can see it more easily. Because right now it is very small. Because what people do as a workaround in game is they create a second hotbar that makes the icons enormous, so you could see the um, see the cooldown. So you don't miss it because the mm-hmm. numbers are very small. But there's a mod that just makes the number bigger. So you don't have to do that. Otherwise, you have to create what's called a boomer bar because it's enormous. So you can see it. So like, is that because older people have worse eyesight? Yeah, yeah. It's just a, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's just like shit like that. And in fact, I started, you like, I never, I never touched mods. I only ever used the DPS meter. But whenever this patch came out and they didn't touch Astro and fix its button bloat, I finally installed the launcher that has some of these tweaks. So I could actually like it, it, it has the Astro fix that the game that they didn't implement and it just reduces one button on Astro. And it's all I've been asking for since the expansion came out because my fucking hands have been hurting from playing Astro because they wouldn't reduce its button bloat. And I have to wait until maybe the fall for them to implement it into the official game. If you have to wait that long, you're going to end up with carpal tunnel. Basically. So it's just shit like that. Like and and so so and, and like there are there are um uh cheaty bullshit hacks like uh there are there's there's a mod called 14 alexander which uh is a reference to a raid boss that um manipulates time right so it um compensates for having high ping and gets rid of um animation lock and so that one's basically cheating that one's cheating Uh uh-huh 
right? Like that that's just cheating. Yeah. Uh but cuz it's affecting gameplay. That's, that's affecting gameplay. Like it is. Um and people will try to come up with a rationale for using it like well, there are jobs that are really ping dependent and others that aren't. And so if I have high ping, I can't play those jobs. And it's like, yeah, it's fair. They should design the jobs to be played on any ping. They claim that they are, but that that's bullshit. They're they're it's not well, true. Well, if it was if it was only affecting ping and helping those with worse connections, that's one thing, but the animation lock sounds a step too far. No, yeah, no. It, it it's just straight up cheating. It's 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 manipulating the actual game. It's no, no, it's it's cheating. Um and so, like, shit like that, like, doesn't, like, you have to go extra steps to even install that shit in this uh, separate launcher. Like, even this launcher is like, nah, no, that's, that's cheating. We won't let you do that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, our shit is just for, like, UI tweaks and quality of life. We will not let you install things like that. Um, oh, and then the other one is, um, the, the one that I use is um, a fucking bug fix. Uh, ever since Endwalker, there have been controller glitches where the controller will just disconnect for uh, seconds at a time and then reconnect. And I, I can't deal with that while I'm raiding. It, it like, I will, I, I will get killed. It's like led to deaths and wipes. Um, and it's apparently got something to do with the way Windows uh, deals with peripherals now with uh, fucking um, Game Pass. Oh. Where Game Pass uh, started creating um, a bunch of uh, artificial, like, virtual uh, controllers. And so uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is constantly uh, checking for um, controllers. And so it's finding all of these virtual controllers and is, like, swapping to those instead of the only controller that's connected to the PC. Oh, wow. So it'll swap to that for like a couple seconds and then swap back to the only controller that's connected. Um, yeah, so this this mod just counts as a patch. Right, right. It's a bug fix. Yeah, that, that yeah. has not been implemented into the game. Um, so there's shit like that. Uh, and, you know, and they've been made aware of like, hey, this is a bug, but no, that's not fixed. They know that Astro has button bloat. It's not fixed. Like they fixed it on Dragoon for whatever reason, but they didn't fix it on Astro. Um, and it's just like little UI tweaks like that. Uh, so, you know, like there's, so, so this is the, the, this is the stance. And like, I understand the stance is like, no, we can't, we can't allow you to do shit like that because then there are things like 14 Alexander, which is straight up cheating. So it's like, if we allow some, well, can we allow other, you know, like there's, there's a line that has to be drawn and I get it. But, you know, the whole don't ask, don't tell, it was working fine. And it's like, well, why now is there this sudden hard stance against streamers and like these world first people? Like they were not using any uh, cheaty shit at all. And in Mm -hmm. fact, last time, whenever uh, the other teams were congratulated, um, they were actually using um, even cheatier shit. They were using an add on called, what is it, Paisley something? I forget what it was called. Um, yeah, it's called Paisley Park. And um, 14 changed the, the way that you can set way markers in a, in a raid. And I know this is so, all this is bullshit. Nobody cares. Um, but uh, you used to be able to use um, add-ons to quickly swap between where markers were to help you um, complete mechanics a little bit easier. And so they changed the way the game works so where you cannot change way markers in the middle of a fight. So once you set them before a boss is pulled, you cannot change them again just so they could get rid of um, like any kind of add-ons that would do this. Well, Paisley Park lets you do it anyway. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the people that got world first in the last ultimate fight uh, 
use this add-on to get around that restriction and they were congratulated like from getting world first but they but they used this add-on and this th- this yeah, is like no, deliberately it, getting it, around yeah it sounds like the judgments that square is making are very like arbitrary and like their policy kind of like lacks clarity they can kind of change their mind at any point it seems yeah right so like yeah it does sound like they really got themselves into this situation yeah and so what this has caused is it has created, like, there are now witch hunts going on. Oh, no. Where uh, there are camps that are like, no, you can't, like, use any add-ons whatsoever. DPS meteors are evil, uh, blah, 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 blah. And they're going around hunting streamers that they even suspect might be using stuff in the background that are not even showing shit to get them mass reported. And so then, of course, there's 4chan raids you know, happening where like anybody that they don't like, they want to mass report and all kinds of shit. Um, the 4chan stuff sounds brutal because that's just like that's just like a mass of people like teaming up to take somebody down, which is uh-huh. just it never ends well on the Internet. Right. And <laughs> when something like that happens right. and, and Square's philosophy when it comes to banning people is basically like they err on the side of uh, let's just ban them anyway. It's, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. it's very draconian. Um, so, and, and, and that's what 4chan knows and that's what they're utilizing. Um, and so when you've got people that have a grudge against, uh, you know, streamers for whatever reason, whether it is for add-ons or not, um, now they're just going to wield that like a weapon. Um, and so, yeah, so now you have got the player base against each other, people that are, uh, uh, okay with DPS meters that even want them implemented officially, even though Square says that they will never do it and they won't, they, they really won't. Um, and people that are okay with add-ons and people that aren't and, uh, anybody in between are now all fighting, um, when they weren't two weeks ago. I mean, not to be judgmental here, um, with, you know, how people spend their time, but if you're going around like Twitch trying to find people that are using mods and report it, like there has to be a better way to spend your time. Oh, completely. Oh yeah. Like maybe take a step back there and consider what you're actually <laughs> doing. Mm-hmm. And whether it's worth worthwhile. So yeah, uh, it, it's it's a mess, um, and people just want to play the game. Like the like the other thing is that there are a ton of accessibility tweaks um, because apparently, um, and I I can't I don't know this you know because I'm not colorblind, but like apparently the official colorblind options uh, in the official client are pretty bad. Um, and so there are mods that have uh, better colorblinds tweaks for the game um, mm-hmm. because. One of the uh, newer raids uh, is basically all red and orange. And oh, even as wow. somebody that is not colorblind, like so many people are complaining, like me specifically, that fight is a nightmare to look at. It is a nightmare. Everything is on fire because uh, it's a fight against a phoenix. Everything is on fire. Everything is orange. Um, and in the game, uh, AOE indicators are usually orange. And the oh. and so the arena is orange. The AOE indicators are orange. Everything is fire-based you can't see anything it is a nightmare to look at so i, I yeah mm-hmm. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like if you're colorblind like like a red green colorblind you know um wait so are people going after those who are using like accessibility mods too oh i have no idea i don't even i i, I uh, to be honest i don't know like i haven't seen a streamer using like colorblind mods um mm-hmm. so i don't know i hope to christ not like that's just evil 
Um, yeah, that's like that's objectively bad. But it's like, but based on the terms of service, you know, right. it's all it's all illegal. Like, yeah, see, this could all be cleared up by Square. Yeah, and they've even said it's like, no, we will not be making a list of what is and is not acceptable because, well, you know, if we make a list then and say this isn't acceptable, then people are going to skirt around that and try to make something that is acceptable, and then we'd have to look at that. And it's like, okay, so you don't want to do the work. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, you have you have fans beating them to the punch when it comes to patches and gameplay fixes and accessibility options. So, you know, yeah, I, I mean, that kind of sounds in line. And I'm the, not sure they have a lot to do. but And the other thing is, is that, uh, of course, this is also they want to keep parity with console because right. console doesn't have access to any of this because they obviously can't download and install add ons. Um, right. But it's like, uh, th- them's the breaks, right? Like, that's just the reality of playing on console. And, like, I came from console. I played on PS4 for years until I built a PC and then moved to PC. Uh, like, that, it's just kind of what you deal with when you play on console, like, for any game. I mean, even if console did have the, um, like, the option for, like, a majority of people are probably not going to mess with them anyway. Probably not, no. Um, like, you look at games that did have official mod support. Uh, Bethesda, right? Yeah, the Bethesda games. Like, I, I played around with it for maybe a couple hours and then was like, oh, okay, this, this kind of sucks. Well, because the implementation wasn't very good, but it was like, oh, okay, I played around with it and, like, you know, didn't touch it again. Um, was it Sony that tried to, like, really restrict them, too? Yes, yes. To the point where you couldn't, like, actually use any assets that weren't already in the game. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Which made it so limited. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but, like, but then even so, like, uh, there there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot. Um, like, by that point in the game's lifespan, there wasn't a whole lot you could do. Because um, that was, like, Fallout 4. Yeah, but Skyrim is Skyrim's only halfway through its lifespan. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the implementation wasn't very good. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's a mess. So it's like, I, I mean, for right now, I'm going to continue to use it. Uh, like I haven't been streaming 14 anyway. Like, so, uh, it, it, it's to the point where, for, um, the, the UI stuff is whatever. Like I, I played the game without the larger, you know, debuff shit. So I could go back to not needing that. Um, and it's like, I just started using this shit too. Like. I have to say, if if I ever learned that Dale used Final Fantasy mods, I might have to report him. <laughs> New villain. I don't want to be a rat or anything, but I might have to. But it's but like I can't go back to the Astro thing now. Now that mm-hmm, I have the, yeah. now that I have the one button uh, minor arcana fix, it's like it's fine. You don't have enough viewers on Twitch to to you know have the possibility. I, of being do, I don't. But yeah. But it's like the UI stuff I can go back to because I played for so long without that. And it's like that stuff's so minor, but like, yeah, it's a it's a mess. It really is. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, and it's when was the last time the community was like content and happy? Uh, they were content like during during uh, like, ev- like everybody was re- like it was really exciting watching uh, these raids progress and uh, ev- mm-hmm. a ton of people were into it. It was really, really exciting because um, like I was telling you, I was like. Uh, when I actually when we were recording um, last week, one of the the groups I was watching uh, cleared, and I uh, ended up missing out on that. But then another group I was watching did clear uh, a couple days later, and it was really really cool. Um, because yeah, it, it's it looks like a, such a fun fight, but like so fucking difficult. Like it took people two weeks of eighteen hour days uh, to clear. Um, I would imagine the moment that it happens is is pretty wild after all that time invested. It, no, it is. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It, there's like a lot of clips. Um, 
online. And that was the other thing. So then people started taking their clips down because they had mods in them. Oh, and so right. people were people were scared that their <laughs> that their achievement, you know, like they they spent, you know, so much time on this was going to get them banned, so they started taking shit down. And it just sucks. Uh yeah, that is in no way helping their their own game. No, it's not. By causing like by causing like paranoia and and having people like that were so invested and excited about something now afraid of of like consequences. It was it was ridic- it was it was laughable when I saw a tweet. It's cuz it's literally the same tweet. It's like Congratulations to the people that cleared the Dragon Song War Ultimate. By the way, we want to remind people about our terms of service for third party tools. It's like, Jesus, dudes, just sucked all the air out of the room. Just, just ridiculous. I think I've said this on the show before, but Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, really, like the, the the people that cleared, like, the, cleared first, they don't need any of those, you know, add-ons to clear it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, but you need you need your DPS meter. Like, mm-hmm. if you're rating, you need it. it it's, it's just that simple. Um, but everything else, the UI stuff, it's like, it's just it's just an, a, a way to better see information that the game already provides. Like, it's just it's just quality of life. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's enough about that. Um, uh, yeah. In in the meantime, I I finished up Scarlet Nexus. Uh, which was the winner of the first JRPG roulette that I did that's right. uh, a few weeks ago. Um, that's a, that's an interesting game. Um, I feel like it, it it's pretty good. Uh, I, I appreciated its its brevity. Um, the combat's pretty pretty damn good. Um, I guess I should set it up. Yeah, from the little bit I played of it, the combat was really what stood out to me. Yeah. Um. So so in Scarlet Nexus, you get a choice between uh two protagonists. Um, and they'll take you on a different story. Um, but about halfway through the stories converge and the casts converge and then you kind of, the, the back half. Oh, so it's, it's sort of like, um, like Fire Emblem in that way. Uh, it's trying to do. Just like with many less characters, but like the whole like converging stories. So like you have a unique first half, but then the second half can be, have similar like beats and, and moments and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's trying to do, um, of some very similar things to Fire Emblem. It's trying to do some similar things to Persona. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it is close to either of those in terms of um, characterization or even blending the gameplay, uh, uh, the gameplay and the narrative of the, you know, two systems. Like, um, so uh, much like uh, the most recent Fire Emblem and a Persona game, uh, you're able to, in between story sections, which are basically combat sections, uh, you go back to your hideout and um, you're able to talk with your party members and go on, um, I, don't, I forget what they call them, the, the, you, you get to go on social links, basically, from Persona, mm-hmm. um, but they don't fit with what's going on in the main story. Like, it is such a hard stop to be like, oh, okay, we're done with that chapter now where things were just going crazy. Uh, you, we just came back from the future. Um, would you like to have a cup of tea and talk <laughs> about plants? You know, to be fair, though, like Fire Emblem Three Houses, you could do like tea parties and stuff in between huge battles. But it never like it never felt out of place for whatever reason. No. And I think that's because like it, it blended the setting like you were at the you yeah. were at a school, you know, uh, it, it, it fit the environment. It fit the characters. It fit the world where it was like, oh, yeah, we need a fucking break. We're like, we're just a bunch of kids, you know, mm-hmm. with Very all this true. weird yeah. shit going on. Um in this, it's like 
we're we're a, a military unit with with psychic powers and like the plot is moving at least in the first half the plot is moving at this breakneck speed we just came back from the future uh i just watched my brother die i held him <laughs> in my arms um hey would you like to talk about potato chips and it's like what what right. no this is really dumb this doesn't fit um but the problem is is that you need to do those because uh as you level up your social links i forget what they call them it doesn't matter what they call them they're social links uh you get additional abilities with your party members and so you really need to do them uh but they're not they're not good they're not to me they weren't interesting uh, especially with characters that were really flat and that I didn't care about. Uh, towards towards the middle and towards the end, I just started skipping the ones that I definitely didn't give a shit about, which is not a good sign at all. Um, no. Because they just kind of keep like throwing characters at you, uh, especially in the beginning when it's like, um, oh yeah, these, these, these other characters are your enemy. And it's like, okay, well, why am I going out for Bobo with them? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I guess we're going to become like, you know, we're going to bury the hatchet later. And it's like, yeah, okay. That, that is what happened. It's like, okay. Yeah. I've got to say like for all, like for the shortcomings that Fire Emblem Three Houses had, like with its storytelling in some areas, mm-hmm. it really blended all of its like mechanics and different options and things you can do so well. Yeah. You know, like there was, there was a rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. Like, doing this thing and this thing and this thing and it all just like flowed together really well because like persona it used a calendar system right where it's like it did you, yeah you had the daily life like this is what this is how you're going to manage your time uh, exactly mm-hmm. this doesn't have that it, it, go, uh, it goes from all right this is the chapter where you're going through a map and you know defeating these grotesque monsters with psychic powers uh and going through the main story and then it's like okay that chapter's done we're back at the hideout now you have to talk to everybody in this room and go to tea with them and it's just this hard hard cuts between and the the problem was was that um like after each chapter would be like a great point to take a break from the game and so i'd like save you know and like okay i'll play tomorrow and then i booted back up again and those hideout sections are like such a, an awful way to pick the game back up because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I want to play. And then it's like, oh, I got to go through all this shit before I can get to some actual like, like some narrative, some, some gameplay again. I got to, I got to sit through, uh, you know, this guy wants to get better at cooking. It's like, okay, cool, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, so like it, it, it wants to do that fire emblem thing. It wants to do that persona thing where like, you're getting to know these characters through these conversations. Um, the other problem is, is that you're not given um, any kind of dialogue choices whatsoever. Uh, so you're just watching these cutscenes between these characters. To be fair, though, like in, in not to just keep bringing it back to Fire Emblem, but you don't have many choices in that game either. But it still works. Well, no, but like, I mean, the comparison like that, that's what this is. This is what it's trying to emulate is like that kind of. Yeah. You're trying to build these bonds between these characters. And they really want that to be the case because um, the battle system... Because those games are popular. <laughs> well, they're popular, yeah. And But, like, the battle system of this game um, is you're borrowing the psychic abilities of your party members temporarily. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like, so, like, somebody has pyrokinesis. And so you're temporarily borrowing that from them through this brain connection. Uh, everything everything is brain related there's um there's brain talk which is everybody fucking talking in your ear and um there's there's brain crush which is basically glory kills from doom like you get you get an enemy's health low enough and you get like a glory kill um and uh brain drive 
which is like you just go into like psycho mode uh and they're, these they're, just sound like varying types of mental illness yeah yeah <laughs> um like the, the, the combat is fun and uh like but it, it gets to a point where it becomes um very rock paper scissors with like the abilities where it's like oh this jack-in-the-box enemy will like hide in its box whenever you get too close so you have to use the invisibility power so it won't see you and it'll pop out and then you can hit it um mm -hmm. or like this this uh insect enemy moves really fast so you have to use the super speed ability in order to hit it so like it becomes like oh you have to use these specific abilities in this very specific instance um and, like, you can kind of brute force it, like, if you really don't want to. Like, if you just want to kill shit, it'll just take longer. Um, Otherwise, it's what, like, trial and error? Or is it apparent, like, which is going to work against a certain enemy? Um, no, because everybody will just be yelling in your ear what you have to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also, there's, like, fucking tip pop-ups that stay until the end of the game, even though you've been using these powers for 20 hours at that point. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, tip, you can use, uh, you know, super speed in order to do <laughs> It's like, yeah, I know, man. I've I've been doing it. Um, uh, another frustrating thing is like at basically the halfway point, you've seen all the enemies that you're going to see and they just kind of repeat. Um, I, I did appreciate like by the end, they just like threw like more and more like uh, what would have been a boss like five hours in. There's now like three of those guys. It's like, OK, yeah, cool. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the combat is definitely the saving grace um, because the story, the story is all over the place. Like, it, it moved so fast in the beginning, um, and then by the end, it's like, well, wait, we're just, like, we're dropping all, we're dropping all that? Like, we're, oh, okay, all right, um, and, and boy, am I glad I picked the female protagonist, because the, the, the dude counterpart is, like, so uninteresting, and his voice actor is really bad, um, and, like, because, like, you get, you get his whole deal, like, through her story, mm -hmm. and he's just so uninteresting. I would have been so bored if I picked his story. Um, yeah, but like the game like wants you to go check out his story. It's like, no, I already got it all. I got it. I don't, of course. I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't need to see is it. Is there like a, is there like a new game plus yeah. to, to yeah. go and do the, the other route? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get to keep all your levels and like unlocks. Um, but you don't get to keep the, uh, social links. So you got to do those. Oh, you have to do the annoying you part. You have to do the annoying part. Again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So yeah, yeah. They sounds like they they misjudged that quite a bit. They did, they did. Like I, I, charitably, I guess they'd be different if you're playing as a different protagonist. Like if you have a different relationship to these characters. Sure. Um, yeah, that makes sense, right? You can't keep them if it's a completely different character. Yeah. The other thing that really annoyed me was that, um, like Persona, they give the party a, a navigator character. Uh, so like Fuka from Persona Three, or Rise from Persona Four, or Futaba from Persona Five. Um, but here they are the most, um, unnecessary character I think I've ever seen in a game because hmm. like I said, like whenever you need to like, it's like, oh, you should use this power to defeat this enemy, which is like what the navigator kind of thing is in, um, uh, the persona games where it's like, oh, they're weak to, they're weak to fire. You should try to use fire or whatever. Um, but here everybody does that. Everybody says what you should do. They're like, Hey, you should use my power. Um, so they're so superfluous in battle. 
But then outside, they don't have a social link. So like, there's no point to even talking to them. And they don't have any function in the story either, except for moments whenever they're like the, um, which happens a lot for some reason, where like the uh, the psychic link gets cut off and you can't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And then it gets restored and they're like, hey, I could talk to you again. It's like, cool, you add nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, so why, why are there, what, like, why are you a character? There's no development here. Like even, even compared to the flatness of these other social links. Uh, so yeah, that was really strange. Um, oh, and they, okay. So they, there's, um, Haru from Persona 5, the voice actress is a character in this and they just made her do Haru again because it's a character that likes gardening just like Haru did in Persona 5. And so this, this soft-spoken girl is talking about how she likes watering plants. And plants are very nice, and plants have feelings too. It's like this is just the this is just Walmart Haru from Persona Five. That's not like a like an archetype. Uh, not that I've seen until this. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so come for the combat and stay for the combat. Yeah, unfortunately for <laughs> for Scarlet Nexus, this conversation, my takeaway is like, oh, I wonder if I should pick up Fire Emblem Three Houses again. <laughs> yeah. Because I really, really loved my time with that, mm -hmm. uh, the first playthrough, and there's there's a couple other ones still waiting for me, yeah, um, that I haven't uh, haven't done yet. So yeah, I, th thankfully it was only like twenty some hours. Because if it was oh, so yeah, in JRPG terms, that's not bad. No, at all. no, um, but I guess because they really want you to do both halves, and it's like nah, no, nah, I'm good, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Because halfway through it converges. So it's like, yeah, and you get his whole deal or, you know, and I assume you get the, you know, the flip side, you get the female protagonist's whole deal, which I like that for the players that aren't going to do both. You still get that. Even if it's not, in <laughs> even if it's not interesting to you, you still right. at least get that information that that piece of the story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my review. Uh, not bad. It was, it was okay. Um, do you have a, do you have a rating out of 10? That's what you're supposed to do with video game reviews, right? Um, Maybe a six. Okay. Six or seven. If you are an IGN, you'd be getting flooded with hate mail. <laughs> That's true. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, I How dare the IGN you. scale goes from seven to ten. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Even a seven is, like, considered... Bad, yeah. Bad. By, by, at least by the, um, if not by the reviewers themselves, and by the people who read them. Right. Um. So, yeah, so I brought out the wheel again to pick my next one. Uh, oh, terrific. Because I have to have um and something else going on in the background. Um, so some of these I did mention before, but I added a few other ones that I, uh, forgot about from the backlog. Um, so I'll just briefly go over these. Uh, so we got bravely. I think, I, I think before you start, yeah. I think Dale is wondering why you're using a, a another visual, <laughs> uh, <laughs> component to an audio podcast. Oh, Dale. Uh, maybe one day we will please you. Um, so yes, we got bravely default, uh, final fantasy nine, uh, final fantasy 13, two, uh, the world ends with you. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel, which I I added for this uh, round. Uh, Tales of Berseria, uh, Mary Skelter, which I think I talked to you about, which is um, sketchy as shit. But I'm in the mood for some dungeon crawling shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the Caligula effect, which I started. Uh, that's a weird one. It's it's got one of the writers from Persona Two. Um, but the combat is strange. It's like um. It's turn-based, but like 3D. So like you need to position yourself 
in a 3D like micro arena. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's hard to describe. And then um, Trails of Cold Steel is a dangerous one, right? Because that's like, as far as I understand, like a hundred hours long, and there's like multiple. Sequels there's a ton of them. After. There's a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a real, <laughs> a real investment. Well, I mean, there. like a bunch of these are like prerequisites to other games that I have in the back. Sure, sure. Like Bravely Default is so I can do Bravely Second and then Bravely Default 2. And The yes. World Ends With You is so I could play uh, The World and Neo, The World Ends With You. And then Tales of Berseria is so I could play Tales of whatever the PS5 one is. Um, and I didn't think any of the Tales games required. They don't. Uh, they don't. But I just want to get get rid of the PS4 one so I could play the PS5 one because I'm a psychopath. Even though they're completely, they're completely unrelated. unrelated. They have nothing to do with each other. Okay. But this is what I do to myself. I won't question your methods. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's what's uh, on on the on the wheel. They all have an equal chance. Um, the sound should come through. Uh, can I while, while the wheel is spinning? Can I yell big money, big money? Sure. Sure. All right. No, I'm not going to do okay. that. Uh, Dale's upset with you. Um, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Mary's. Boy, that is that, that is a very weak. I, I I can't help it. Uh, and the winner is Mary Skelter. Goddamn. All right. Uh-oh. Um, I'm I'm some hours in, maybe like ten hours into Mary Skelter. Um, this one is sketchy. Then why is it even on the board? What do you mean? Why is it on the board? Because I want to finish it. Oh, I thought these were games that you're starting. No, like I've started. I've started some of these. Oh, I didn't. This know is that. this is just to clear out the backlog. Um, yeah, like I've started Tales of Brazaria. I'm like a few hours into that. Uh, I'm I'm towards the end of Bravely Default. Um, I, I I have to reiterate that sound could not have been less exciting. Okay, well <laughs> we shouldn't be excited for this one. Um, it was like you dropped a coin on the floor or something. It just did not. <laughs> okay continue. uh mary skelter is has some sketchy shit um uh-huh. there is a there is a very creepy mechanic in this game where the party members who are all girls get covered in blood and in order to lower their insanity you need to wipe the blood off of them using the switch touch screen and for whatever <laughs> reason they're in their swimsuits when you do that and so you have to wipe the blood off of them with the touchscreen in their swimsuits, and they make anime hentai noises. Um, so there's that. I'm questioning if this wheel existed in the first place, or if you just like. Fuck, you heard the noise. If no, you no, were no, always you heard the going wheel to play noise. Mary you heard the wheel Skelton. spin. That means nothing. You heard the wheel spin. <laughs> <sighs> this was just, this whole thing was an elaborate plan to play Mary Skelter and have like an excuse for why you're choosing to <laughs> play this game. Then why would I game. put all these games on the list? Why would I buy all these games? <laughs> You already own them. You've played half of them. But I haven't finished them. Nobody finishes video games. I do. I just finished Scarlet Nexus. Oh, shit. So tune in a month from now so I can tell you how skeeved out by Mary Skelter I am. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, you'll act like you're skeeved out, but you're having a hell of a time. <laughs> I don't know. We should. If we're like an hour in and it's just been this segment. All right. You want me to start composing another Dale letter? Like I <laughs> You? Why would you compose a Dale letter? I thought, uh, okay, a, a reply, a reply to Dale. How about that? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we got a bad watch. <laughs> yes, we do. This is this is what everybody tunes in for. <laughs> um, like honestly, I, I'll admit it is the most low effort segment I think that we have on the show. I think I think my brother called it uh, React Andy shit, whatever that means. Um, I don't know what that. I don't means. It Sounds like a YouTube thing. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new PewDiePie. Yeah.
Um, but speaking of reacting, we do have uh, a TikTok that is a reaction video. Oh, okay. Um, this is from. Wait, so we're reacting to a reaction? Jesus. Well, we're yeah, actually we are reacting to a reaction. Okay, got um, it. So this is from a favorite of the show, uh, Samia, the band. Okay. Uh, reacting to a TikTok from a uh, a Jesus enthusiast. Is it Dale? <laughs> Not that I know of. You never know. Okay. What if you knew that Jesus was coming back in three days? How would you spend those three days? Would you tell everyone you know about Jesus? Would you tell your school, your family, your friends, those people you don't even talk to? Would your social media be filled with Jesus? See, for those three days, people would say, that kid is a Jesus freak. You should live like a Jesus freak every day of the week. Whether Jesus is coming back in three days or 300 years, your life should be Jesus because my friend you don't know when Jesus is coming back it could be in three seconds it could be in 300 years but Jesus is coming back start acting like you believe what you say you believe okay Jesus is coming back your life is but a vapor it could end just like that okay devote your life to Jesus Ah. (laughs) uh yeah did he do a Thanos snap at the end? Of I think him? he did. Are we we're we're all going to disintegrate when Jesus arrives? Is that the takeaway here? Th- well, what what's the, what's the rapture thing like? Ha- like no no no, oh. no that is Thanos is half. Um, well, if it's the leftovers, it's two percent, right? Um, which is the metric that I I I find to be the the correct one. Yeah. Um, I forget I forget what the actual the Christian thing like how many. This is intense though, isn't it? Yeah, to be honest with you, I like, like he, sort even, of, he even admits it It could be another 300 years before Jesus arrives, but he is so amped up for it. Yeah, to be honest with you, I kind of like, I, I like blacked out and like just because <laughs> he kept saying Jesus and I was just like, yeah, yeah, all right, man. Sure. Yeah. Well, should we watch it again? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why Why does he look like he's like from the band Hanson? Uh, either that or from the Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, there you go. Or or, or perhaps um, Hoobastank. He like like from the Hoobastank, uh, The Reason. That was recommended to me on YouTube the other day, and I don't know why. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Uh, no, I can't say I do. I found the reason for me. Change what I used to be. I, you'd have to you'd have to provide some more lyrics. I don't. The reason to start over sure. new, and the reason is you. Mm, it's starting to come to me. And the reason is you. You, mo- you remember Hoobastank. No, I do. I'm just trying to get you to say say the lyrics. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. For sure. I, I literally hit YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what anybody's supposed to do with this. Prepare. Yeah, the youth pastor. Be ready. The youth pastor thing is so creepy. I mean, th- there's a passion here, which I appreciate. Passion of the Christ. There we go. I don't think I care about anything as much as this guy cares about Jesus. So yeah, no, I can't. Um, I can't. So yeah, that was there was that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she was just squirming through the entire thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, so anyway, hard left turn here, but, uh, I saw something that was really impressive. So, um, I don't know how much esports you follow. Uh, none. Okay. I'm too busy watching Final Fantasy, uh, you know, well, world, that sort of counts. world first races. Um, yeah. So I've seen this here and there. It's like people that are really, really good at GeoGuessr. Okay. And I don't know if it's like a, if it's like an esport yet, but I feel like it should be. Cause this, this person here, this this is at Geo Rainbolt. 
Um, now I don't want to. Who is? I don't want to be a Dale yes. here. Okay. But how uh, visual we getting? I, I mean, it's it's. This is definitely the most visual <laughs> of the videos that I'm showing here. But I I, I think there's an audio component that you'll appreciate. Okay. Um, it's just so impressive. I had to share it with uh-huh. somebody. Um, so this is this is uh, Geo uh, Rainbolt guessing locations in 0.1 seconds. <laughs> God, why did they do this? Why would it autoplay with the sound muted? Yeah. Yeah. I hit pot. Oh, God, this sucks. And why- <laughs> to be fair, I don't think anybody uses TikTok in the browser. Guessing where Whoa. I am on Google Maps, but in 0.1 seconds. Portugal. Nice. That's NT up here, probably near this park. Yeah. Is he using a stapler as a mouse? <laughs> That's Western Australia. Listen to that. (laughs) Sri Lanka. Nice. Sounds like a fucking stapler. I feel like you're missing the point here, though. That's just the UK. Nice. Netherlands. Easy. I'll take that. That's the US. And that's Canada. Are you kidding me? Alright, we're counting that. Um, and that's just Serbia. One more. Russia. Nice. Uh, so it's insanity. Like he's he's literally looking at a photo of some trees for zero point one seconds and, and and correctly guessing where in the world it is. So this is all he like this as is far he as does, like the right? country. What's that? This is like all he does, right? I'm assuming, yeah. But still, so it's like combing, like combing Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's wild though, isn't it? I want to know what fucking mouse that is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think he might be using um, a mod. Actually, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a GeoGuessr mod. It's an illegal third-party tool. Nobody listening, please don't report him. But he is using. Uh, he is. He is going against the terms of service here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just kind of blown away by that. This, this, this dude's insane. Literally, just like a street, and then it's like, oh, that's in Russia. Yeah, like what? How? I don't know. Not even enough time to like process like a sign or anything. Like. 0.1 seconds. Yeah. That's why. That's, yeah. Crazy. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, Batman, the the new Robert Pattinson, or I should say, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying how I was like hesitant to, to watch it because I, I don't know how many different interpretations of Batman I really need to sift. Right. Yeah. Um, however, there is this one uh, from impressionist uh, Nate Meeker here, which is Michael Sarah as Batman. Right. I guess more specifically, Michael Sarah as the Robert Pattinson Batman. That's a lot of layers here it is you know it's crazy they they think i'm hiding in the shadows but like i I am the shadows what does a liar do when he's dead the hell man i don't know you have a lot of cats it's okay though i'm a a cat person i like cats you can call me Catman. that was super weird i shouldn't have said that when that light hits the sky it's not just a call it's a warning that one one gave me chills i'm vengeance man (laughs) it's too it's too high-pitched 
no come on that's good i'm vengeance man that's 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 terrific like the the the, the line the lines are on point i think i think it's uh-huh. too high pitched you know i haven't heard actually heard michael Sarah's voice in like maybe 15 years so um <laughs> whenever scott pilgrim came where's out where's that video so, where he's like uh uh that's me call me sometime or whatever i have i don't i don't know uh oh i don't know why that i've seen this before well the other day um I had a confrontation in the street because a guy yelled at me, Michael Sarah sucks. And, you know, I was walking, I thought, well, geez, that's me. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I don't know. That sounds pretty spot on if that, you compare the two. That guy's, no, he's too high pitched. It's crazy. They, they think I'm hiding in the shadows, but, like, I, I am the shadows. What does a liar do when he's. Well, the other day, um, I had a confrontation. That's in the so street close. Guy yelled, I don't know. That's I don't really know. Good. I don't know. It's really good. I don't know. I think Michael Sarah's got, like, more, um, I don't know. What is it? Vibrato? Like, what's the... I don't know. I just tried to share a funny impression. I didn't think it was going to be scrutinized to this I degree. Got, I have to provide some kind of commentary here. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's 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 a, that's a video. I need to- <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till wait till you see the next oh, one. God. Um, so the, the real headliner for this segment this week was supposed to be what I was deeming the new Bob Ross. Okay. Um, it's this this dude uh, in his garage that I, I came across on TikTok who, with some spray paint, is is doing some stuff that's reminiscent of Bob Ross. Um, it was really impressive. It was really cool. <laughs> it's like you knew I was going to bring out Dale. <laughs> um, the problem is some, somewhere in between last night and this morning, I, either the video got taken down. I think I think maybe his account was banned mm. um, because he now has a different uh, username. And so I was looking at some of the other videos because I had only seen the one. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, his new um, his new uh, username is the guy that does everything. OK. Which like that's that's pretty broad. That's a good, that's a good resume. It's, yeah, it's a good resume. So I'm like, OK, what else is he up to? Well, um, a lot of vaping videos. Um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like vape tricks in in what seemed to be a pretty prototypical man cave uh-huh. environment. Um, some rants about cancel culture. Oh, oh um, all right. There was well, a Will he was Smith banned. impersonation. Because he was banned, you see. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, and then just some videos of him eating like exotic fruits. Uh huh. And so I, I couldn't find the painting video, and I didn't know what else to include because I, we've only had three videos so far. So I needed something, right? Uh huh. Um. Um, so I just kind of pulled the the fruit videos, and I'm going to share them now. <laughs> the rule of fourths. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You, you have give <laughs> the four. I, I mean, I have five. So <laughs> there's two. There's two fruit videos. Um, this is tamarinds. Uh-huh. Okay, this this looks like a turd. I'm going to be honest. These are amazing. And I know what you're thinking. What is that? Is that a some sort of an? Oh god, it's going to get DMCA'd. No, it's not. It's the tamarind, and I know it doesn't look any better when it's unwrapped. But trust me, like this whole thing is a seed pod, right? Whole thing's a seed pod. You take the the veins out. Mm. Oh, I forgot. I forgot there, yeah. there is copyright music yeah, in the background. Yeah, it's fucking Snoop Dogg. Um, the rest of it, like all the stuff around the seed, is like the best fruit snack ever in life. How did I never know about this? It looks like he's eating a turd. And then we have um we have red custard apples. Okay. Fucking TikTok. I hate this player so much. What? Dude. Red custard apple. And it's very ripe. Ooh. 
They say it tastes like raspberry cheesecake. This. I thought you had a thing it with the mouth sound. Like raspberry cheesecake. Hmm. <laughs> That's really good. I do. I hate this, but I also <laughs> didn't have anything else to share. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> But I was short on content. <laughs> and also, these are so ridiculous. Like, how how do you think that this is, like, what what gives you the idea to post this on TikTok? I just don't understand. Oh, I guess this, this account got banned, too. Oh, so he's already gone. Yeah, look. Oh, wow. That's just a few hours after. <laughs> Unless it's my ad blocker. That was my ad blocker. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Hydrate. I, I weeded die. through. I saw that one too. It's just him chugging like a Gatorade or something. I don't want to see his video about Amy Schumer. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, also, you don't want to touch the, uh, you don't want to touch the sugar cane one. Uh, or maybe you do. I don't know. It's, it's, it's your call. Sus sugar cane. Yeah. I've been trying to make a video with the sugar cane, eating it without looking sus. It's not possible. It's it's not possible, okay? You ate shit. It's a cylindrical, thick. No, it's it's phallic. Is his problem? C- cylinder of looks like penis. No, it doesn't. <laughs> There's no masculine way to suck on something like this. I'm sorry. Well, if you do that, <laughs> well, if you fillet it, see, see that one. That one is is really falling under like uh, borderline like toxic masculinity or something if you fillet um, the sugar cane it is gonna look I, sus <laughs> um yeah I, va- so, I just want to see a vape trick there really isn't much to it oh he's doing like david blaine shit jesus christ okay wait what's the other one It's the same thing. All right. It's the same thing. He's got one trick. He's a one trick pony. All right. I've had enough. His painting was very good. Um, <laughs> he gave it up. He quit. Yeah, I guess so. Found a new niche. Um, oh, God. So I apologize for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dale's going to be upset. <laughs> uh, how are we doing on time? Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, should we just do the movie? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we did. I didn't, my voice just cracked there. Um, we did. We have a movie. Uh, we have a segment for the movie. We do. Let me. And we have a an intro for that segment for the movie. Yeah, that's beautiful cinema. Fantastic. There we go. Um, before we talk about the movie, just a little bit of movie news that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so I saw this yesterday. Uh, Christopher Walken. Uh, is gonna be in Dune two. He's gonna play the Emperor. Um. And this is particularly interesting because he was in the uh, the Fat Boy Slim video uh, for the song. What, what, what was the what was the uh, uh, unusual weapons? What the fuck was it called? That's not what it's called. Fat Boy Action between the two. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Fat Boy Slim weapon of choice. Uh, because that song is about Dune. Oh, no way. Yeah, because the, the, the lyric is, um, walk without rhythm and then you want to track the worm. Are we sure that's about Dune? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no that's really that's really cool um so uh yeah yeah I, i'm trying to th- remember was there not an emperor already in the first movie the, there was the dude from the the there was the harkonnen dude but i don't think he's yeah. like the emperor oh okay yeah but i don't know i haven't read dune so but yeah no i don't think 
this isn't like a recast. This is this is a character we right. haven't seen yet. Okay. So uh yeah, full circle. Um but anyway, for this week, uh we watched a movie called Censor. Yes, we did. Um so yeah, so this movie was about uh, uh sort of the um like the moral panic in uh the UK in the eighties where um they were uh uh banning and censoring um horror films like at the like sort of as uh videotapes became widely available and um there were uh lots of like uh low budget and like self-produced horror films coming out um they referred to them as video nasties yeah and uh and so this movie is about um the main character is uh one of the censors that works for the uk government um whose job is to view the movies and uh either uh suggest edits to them or uh, outright ban them or okay them for release um and then she goes through some shit <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah, so this is directed by um, uh, Prano Bailey Bond. I believe this is a, a feature debut. Mm, mm. Um, and she wrote the screenplay um, along with Anthony Fletcher. And um, it stars, uh, I might get the first name wrong, but uh, Naomi Algar, um, who I'd seen in a couple of TV shows in recent years and who was super good in this one. I had to keep reminding myself that she was not Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, there's definitely a similar, like, just like their faces yeah. look similar. <laughs> For sure. It was kind of eerie. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so uh, what did you think of this one? Um... I was kind of bored, honestly. Okay. Um, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't do much for me. Like, uh, it. It. Like, I. I don't know. It. 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 Um. It. It. It struggled to like keep my attention. Like, um, it didn't really get going until like forty minutes in for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Yeah. Yeah. I. I would say it started a bit slow as well. Yeah. And by the end, I was just like, okay, like, it, like, like it needed things to happen. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, I really like the ending, though. I thought it it, it built to something that was really cool and uh, pretty unique. Um, I think I liked this quite a bit more than you did. Yeah, because it's it's one of those movies that's like clearly, um, it's knowledgeable about the history of the genre that it's playing with, right? And it is like honoring that, but it's also doing something inside of it that's that's very interesting, like. Like with the character and her investigation and like her her trauma and and the sort of journey that she goes on mm-hmm. um and i thought it like blended those two things really well because you have like this this really cool like aesthetic and like uh, you know time period and like the situation with the censors and the media coverage and the video stores and all that stuff but then you also have like this really personal story of this um woman trying to um accept or or move on from the uh, disappearance and presumed death of her sister that happened when she was a, a child yeah um but she's unable to do that and so like it, it it seeps into her everyday life and into her work even and um because that's what this movie's about right like she comes across a, a horror film by this obscure director that she needs to review for her job and it instantly is reminiscent of the day that her sister disappeared and like where she was on that day and what happened Mm -hmm. and so that just like sends her down a rabbit hole of like trying to investigate like find out um what this director's up to she thinks that maybe the actor in this director's film might be her missing sister and so that sends her down like trying to figure out if that's 
if that's true or not. But like, of course, her parents don't. Nobody believes her. Yeah. Um, and then we get to a point in the film where it's like, usually like if there's like a mystery, you'll sort of be wondering, oh, is this, you know, from the point of view of the main character, like is the character going, is the character losing their mind or is are they really like onto something here? And this movie makes it apparent what's happening to where like you as a viewer is sort of like can look outside of the main character's perspective and kind of like see things from her eyes, but also see like what she's walking into, right? Mm-hmm. So you, like, does that make sense? Like you see both sides of it, um, like reality and fiction. But they didn't like pull that card out until the end. Um, they didn't, but they kind of did. Like there were some some clues along the way. There were some things that like interactions that Enid, the main character, had with certain people that she took to mean a certain thing. But from like an outsider's perspective, it, it's pretty clear that it's referring to something else. Like for example, like um, she's investigating the actor of this movie that she thinks might be her sister, right? Mm-hmm. And she's talking to the producer, and the producer's like, "Oh yeah, this this will probably be." her last film she's at the end of her um like she's she's her expert she's reaching her expiration date quote unquote and so enid takes that to mean that this director has like sinister intentions and is planning to like kill her right yeah but really what that is is like a commentary on how um uh women who act like there's this like expiration date for like oh they've gotten too old to have like lead roles which is nonsensical but happens right like that's something that happens uh-huh. um so it means one thing but the character's taking it another way and you can kind of see both interpretations well i was counting that as towards the end but yeah oh okay well fair but um yeah and i thought it ended really well too like she's i, I don't know how much we want to get into the ending but it's like um because when she's in the video store and she picks up that video and it's like this weird like almost like midsummer-esque cover mm-hmm. of like this like ideal like uh, suburban happy family and then that comes back around in like this uh she has like a total break from reality after this this thing that she's just done yeah and um i thought that was really cool how they set that up yeah yeah i did appreciate like the um at the end like whenever she's filming this movie um like y- y- you don't you aren't quite sure if it is gonna be like a um like a snuff thing or like if they are just filming a movie you know mm-hmm. um but but like whenever it becomes clear that like it is um yeah i don't i don't know it, 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 like the scene well because with- the, the horror the horror there is you knowing that she's about to do something thinking it's the right thing to do but it's very much not right so the horror like turns from like her investigation and what could possibly happen to her to what she's about to do because she's not she's not in the right mindset which i thought was really cool and really effective yeah it, it was just um it was just confusing why the uh the director was just like okay we'll just like use this this random woman then if like this was all real if they weren't like planning on any weird shenanigans well um when she showed up looking for her uh, supposed sister, the uh, the makeup person for the movie mistook her for the actual uh, sister in the movie, right? Like the cast member that she uh, yeah, but, took the role of. But 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 then, so, then um, she's actually yeah. there. So then at that point, they like had it sorted. Mm-hmm. Like like they like because the other because the other chick was there. Like uh, what's her name? Alice Lee or whatever. No, but she was she was there was another actor meant to be there that was playing Alice Lee's sister. <sighs> Oh, okay. I saw, okay. All right. And looked and looked similar to Enid. So there was another. So yeah, she was able was to sort of like movie. step into that role. Yeah. That's the, that's just confusing because the whole thing was like, oh yeah, you look similar to Alice Lee. No, it's yeah. like you look similar to the actor playing Alice Lee's sister. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Which, of course, is like, you know, so, it parallels with the fact that she thinks it's her real sister. And it's like this mix of like. So then, wh- what's so real then why didn't not. she think that the other actress was her sister? This one that we don't see if she looks similar to her. I don't think we ever saw. I think that was just like. Right. This. Yeah, we never saw her. This was somebody who was supposed to be cast and didn't show up for whatever reason. Right. Like it's contr- it's contrived for sure. But it gets her in the position where she needs to be for this like climax of the film. Yeah. Also, I just really like this like uh, obscure. Uh, horror director just like sitting out in the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, just like waiting for his cast to show up and that whole interaction was was really was really uh interesting i thought yeah because he's like trying to get her to show some like emotion for the scene whereas she's like actually having a breakdown um so i thought that was that was really really cool i don't know it's like for me the best horror movies are, are about something that's like very personal right like in this case it's about grief and when they're able to explore that and then also have like this this larger thing going on in like it's like nodding back to this time in horror in the in the genre basically um and it's able to mix those two things i thought that was like really impressive because i found like just like them sitting and watching these um like provocative absurd movies and having to figure out what to pass and what to censor i i thought that stuff was all really fascinating too mm-hmm. what did you and then, of course the, the idea that like um the blame would fall on the censors themselves and there would be like public outrage was pretty wild i'm not sure if i happened in real life or not yeah what did you make of the uh the, the like the serial killing or whatever oh that was hilarious because um this whole time there's like this subplot of um one of their movies that they passed ended up there was a real a killing in the real world that mirrored that the killing in the movie um exactly right so like uh, so somebody's like face was eaten in a horror film mm-hmm. that they passed and, and and allowed to uh be shown and so then this this guy went on like a serial killing where he like carved out a woman's face and ate it um but then, but then later on like in the back half of the movie there's like a conversation happening it's not even the focus of the scene it's almost like in passing where the guy's like yeah but did you hear that the killer admitted to never even seeing this movie yeah <laughs> which i thought was great because it's like of course like these movies like the the that's a that's such a um that's been going on forever right where people will blame the media for like violence mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff that happens in the real world it's like oh it's because of what people are watching on tv or whatever which is nonsensical like, it just it doesn't there's no correlation there yeah or if there is a correlation there's not there's not a, a causation um so i thought that was that was pretty cool um how it just like threw that in there it was it was funny why you did you didn't like that no i was just i was just curious what your take was mm-hmm. i i, I kind of thought it was going somewhere else like i i thought it would build to something um, but but like to have it just thrown away is also um, I guess that was sort of the point. Yeah, that was the point, right? Because this it, the the movie didn't cause this killing, so the media can have like a, a, a storm about it, but it ultimately it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And by that point, like she was like so singularly focused on her um, her investigation that like nothing else was even registering. Yeah, like I don't think she even processed that. She wasn't part of that conversation where we learned. No, she was like storming out during that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess this one was a bit of a miss for you then. A little bit, yeah. Um, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to keep it rolling or... Uh... 
for what for next week yeah so another film yeah you don't have anything do you i got nothing though okay well then you have to risk another situation like this i mean that's that's the that's the gamble right that's the gamble okay so i was thinking um parallel mothers the uh the almodovar film that came out this year okay because this one kind of fell under the radar like his past couple ones have fallen under the radar um i guess because they come out around like award season time and it was nominated for like i don't know international the international oscar but like I just didn't hear much like conversation around it mm. and it's supposed to, it's supposed to be really good so okay yeah it's penelope cruz long time uh collaborator with uh el motivar mm. all right that sounds good we'll uh check in on that next week um i was gonna do a no fucking thanks because crypto fucking died uh which is very funny so you said that like you you put that in the show notes right yeah and then like i saw that and then later that night i was watching a hockey game that was sponsored by crypto.com so i'm not mm-hmm. really sure what's what's going on here uh uh, okay, so I was I was gonna even potentially skip this, but if you're curious, uh, the entire crypto market fucking crashed like absolutely completely. Um, like Bitcoin is uh, at its lowest for like since 2020, I guess, um, and everything is still going lower and lower. Um, and the reason is that uh, the largest stable coin uh, completely disintegrated. And I, maybe you've mentioned stable coins before. Uh, a stable coin is uh, a, a cryptocurrency that is supposed to be uh, like the price is not supposed to fluctuate. And usually mm-hmm. they try to keep the price um, tied to the U.S. dollar. And so this one that... What's it, even the point? The point is to store value uh, with this currency. And But the point of this one was it was a Ponzi scheme. Uh, okay. Because it had a sister currency. So this 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 uh, stable coin was called Terra USD. Um and it had a uh, sister currency called Luna. And you could swap a dollar worth of Luna for a Terra. And so if Terra fell below a dollar because the price of a US dollar fluctuated, you could swap it over to a dollar worth of Luna, which meant that you could bank profit. And this also reduced the supply of Terra until the price recovered. Um, Wasn't the whole point of crypto uh, to get away from the dollar? Yes. So now we're making crypto that's the same? Yeah. But so a lot of the stable coins... There's, there's a bunch of other ones where they will just, they claim that they are backed by actual U.S. currency, um, even though a lot of them are just flat out lying. They don't actually have like dollars behind them. Like the, the other big one is called Tether um, and they claim for that, like for every uh, Tether that exists, there is one like dollar, like actual real life dollar behind it. Um, mm-hmm. although nobody has seen the money, like nobody knows, like, like, so they're just flat out lying about that. Being Show true. me the money. Pretty much. Um, this one is different where it's called an algorithmic stable coin and they're basically using a, a complicated algorithm in between these two different currencies, uh, in order to keep the price near a U.S. dollar. Um, and it's meant to be complicated on purpose so people, nobody can understand it. Um, and so it was a Ponzi scheme. Because uh, you could earn interest by lending out your Luna, which was the sister currency. And they were claiming that you could earn uh, 20% annually <laughs> on your on your, on your your uh, Luna, um, mm-hmm. which is just uh, 
uh, like Bernie Madoff uh, claimed that um, <laughs> he w- he could get you 10% annually. And so they were saying that you can get 20% annually. Um, Sounds too good to be true. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so so you could you could earn money by if if the the price of the US dollar dropped a little bit, you could quickly swap over to Luna and make up the difference that way. So you could earn from that. Then you could bank that Luna and earn 20% interest. Um, and this was just ballooning and ballooning and ballooning like crazy. Um, and investors basically lost faith because the price was going crazy. Uh, it was valued at $50 billion at the beginning of the month. Um, and basically we're like, well, this is going to burst, right? It, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a ridiculous bubble. So Luna... Um, dropped 95 percent oh no 95 percent of its value dropped so it, then then the, the total value went to 3.9 billion um which was meant to support 15 billion coins um mm-hmm. so then there's some kind of bullshit where uh the the company behind terra which was uh they called themselves terraform or something like that they bought a ton of bitcoin in order to like so instead of saying that they were behind like like they were backed by like usd they were backed by bitcoin um but they were using this almost as like a nuclear option to be like well we're holding billions of dollars worth of bitcoin now so if something happens to us uh bitcoin will tank oh my god and that's exactly what happened is that bitcoin tanked because their shit tanked um so everything is dropping absolutely massively. Um, so what you're saying is uh, buy now, right? So that's the fucking funny thing is that all these crypto dorks will say, buy the dip, buy the dip. The market's low now, buy the dip because it's going to go back up. Mm-hmm. All that does is provide an off ramp to people in this massive sell off. You're providing real money for people to get out. Yeah, while, true. While you're buying the worthless shit. But with the assumption that it will eventually bounce back. Maybe, maybe it won't. But the people that like, like where, where, where are those coins coming from? Those coins are coming from the people getting the fuck out. Yeah, this is wild. I can't help but think back to our friends from Bitcoin Miami. Mm-hmm. And like just how happy they were crying their tears of joy so recently. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I can only imagine the devastation. Well, the the uh, Terra subreddit, the pinned post is now uh, links to um, suicide hotlines. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Because people are posting about how they're going to lose their homes and all their savings. Oh, man. Yeah. Because they were told this was a stable coin. And that nothing could mm-hmm. happen and that everything was only going to go up. This 20% return, you know, was guaranteed. So they put savings into it. They put their mortgage into it. So basically the thing that was plastered all over the Super Bowl ads is now dro- like ruining people's lives. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is so messed up. Yep. And so Coinbase, one of the biggest exchanges, you saw the Super Bowl ads for that one. Their stocks, this was from the 11th, so just a couple of days ago, uh, their stocks went down 26% uh, and their stock is down 84% from their November peak, uh, which is also when Bitcoin hit a record high. Um, and they uh, revealed their first loss. They reported a loss of $430 million. 
um, and their revenues fell 53%. Um, so yeah, they're saying that uh, trading volume is down, trading profit is down. Uh, now this could just be like a blip in the in the timeline of things, right? Like it could be a few weeks from now things are back to normal, or no? It doesn't seem like it because this no. this was this was the biggest stable coin. Like this was mm-hmm. this was where people would store like if if there were fluctuations in the other crypto like things have been dropping and dropping and dropping steadily for like like since november basically um and uh like there there have been articles about how nobody's buying nfts and so like the the one of the the only one of the few quote-unquote use cases for crypto nobody's using it um Mm -hmm. and so prices have been steadily and steadily dropping uh and so whenever the prices drop one way to secure your value would be to trade for stable coins yeah and now one of them just like a lifeline right yeah and now one of them just completely fucking collapsed and was rendered worthless like the the biggest one was rendered worthless like i think it was uh like we're talking billions of dollars just completely wiped out. Um, wow. Now, are we sure that Elon can't come in and save the day? <laughs> is that can fly in with a cape? All of his money is tied up in Tesla stock. Right. So like, Except when it's being used to purchase Twitter. Well, he's not even doing... He's like getting money from fucking Saudis and yes, other people. Right. He's, yeah. Like mm-hmm. all he does is he leverages the, the Tesla stock in order to do mm-hmm. all his wheeling and dealing. Uh, which is why he doesn't pay taxes is because his money comes from Tesla stock. So he only needs to pay money whenever he cashes out Tesla stock. He's such a piece of shit. Uh huh. I can't stand him. That's just like, just as, as an aside, <laughs> I really can't stand. But yeah, um, this sounds like, uh, like a disaster here. Yeah. So it looks like the party's over. Uh, I just think it's hilarious. No, is this the end of an era on the podcast? I think so. Like I, like this seems to be it. it seems to be done. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you sure you're not like just catastrophizing? I mean, I feel like there there has to be a way, right? Like there's too many, there's too many, like there's just too much at stake for it not to bounce back in some way. It seems like the crypto ads and the NFT things were like this last gasp. Or like we need, yeah. we need an off ramp. We need another way to get actual cash into this, to get out of these shitty fucking investments. And that like that was it right you know uh you're gonna you're gonna still see the ads you know because those ad deals were, were in place months ahead of time uh and they bought the naming rights to that fucking arena but that's right you know like like if the if the biggest fucking stable coin was just a ponzi scheme like i hadn't i i hadn't even heard about this coin and it was the biggest stable coin like mm-hmm. <laughs> i hadn't even heard about this fucking thing uh well, if it was doing its job, it wouldn't be in the news at all because it would be it would be stable. Well, if well, if it was such a great deal that you could just make you can make twenty percent annually, mm-hmm. you know, why wouldn't everybody do it? Mm-hmm. It's like no, because it was a fucking yeah. And scam. this this really it, it sucks because like with everything else, those who are well off are not the ones who invested like their savings into something like this. Mm-hmm. It's the people who bought into this as like a way to like you know be in a better place monetarily and like hinge their bets on this, right? Yeah. So it's it's not impacting the wealthy. It's impacting the people who need money the most, mm-hmm. which is how everything works. Yeah. On the plus side, uh, graphics cards are coming down to retail prices. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, so uh-huh. if anybody's looking to build a computer, prices are, you know, coming back to normal. Availability is becoming normalized. 
they're available. The prices are not insane uh, because mining is not profitable anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh is this a win environmentally i would think so like it doesn't make sense to mine something i was going to bring up just like on the topic of environmental stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of stores around us have been implementing the um the plastic bag ban yeah right like you have to bring your own bags when you shop mm-hmm. is this am i off am i off by saying is, is this like a distraction it doesn't do anything right like the focus on something like that on like plastic bags at a store how, like you could ban all the plastic bags in the world. I can't imagine it's having as much of an impact as like the big corporations. No, not at all. Not at all. So it all just feels like a big old distraction to make people feel like they're doing good on an individual level while all the big corporations continue to like destroy the earth. Yeah, it's it's, it's attempting to shift uh, the problem to personal responsibility instead of to right. the, the gigantic companies and the two largest contributors to uh, climate change, like which are China and the US and like what India, mm-hmm. I guess, are the big three. Uh, like the, so, the same thing with uh, with straws. Oh god, the fucking paper straws! Don't get me started mm-hmm. on the fucking paper straws. Holy shit, I hate those fucking things so much. Oh my god. To be fair though, I do use paper straws at home, and um, for for what they are, they're they're quite good. Um, I hate the paper straws. But it's the same. It's the same deal where it's like, yeah, let's let's get rid of the straws and save the world. Like, no, this is not the root of the problem. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like, sure, it's like it's. Maybe it's it's doing some incremental, some really small impact, like some, you know, it's not going to hurt. It's certainly not going to hurt to take away plastic bags of straws, but it's definitely a distraction, I think. Right. So I don't know. I've just seen that lately. Like, I guess May was the time where all the stores had to, had to get rid of them. So, yeah, and that's been like irritating me because it's like. But then I, Biden is still uh, approving fracking permits and. Uh, exact Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, I feel like I'm losing my mind Mm -hmm. when I see stuff like this. It's funny. I did just see that. (laughs) I think it was it was either like Texas or like Oklahoma. They just uh, implemented the very first um, like state uh, crypto mining rig. Oh, my God. Which is the, the timing is oh just beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. but they also said that it was like a rig of like, like only like six graphics cards or something. Okay. It's like, okay, cool. And like, yeah, we're going to have it running 24 seven in a temperature controlled room at city hall or something. It's like, and it can also play crisis. It's like, yeah. Okay. It's like, it's clearly like the, the it guy like pushed yeah. this through, you know? <laughs> yeah. They somehow found room in the budget. Like. Uh huh. This bullshit and just like the most the most perfect timing for that. Yeah, it's like good. But it's like yeah, cards are becoming available. So I just I had this story about the minions, uh, <laughs> but we can, but we can we can end it. We can end the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What's what's this? Uh, what's this secession thing? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another actor from Succession because uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Dasha. Oh ne- sure. Uh, ne- a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And now there's another headline. Well, I mean, that wasn't a headline. That was a film. And then I've kind of gone down the Red Scare rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't know. Which has been I don't know what the fuck has been you're awful. Doing. I don't know why you're doing that to yourself. Like in their latest one, they uh, compared uh, abortion uh, pills to ivermectin. Okay. Yeah, it's rough. One works and one doesn't. Okay. All right. Anyway. No, they were trying to own the lifts, as they say. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're like such hypocrites because they make fun of people taking ivermectin, but not abortion pills because they're like the same thing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, 
you have to like twist yourself into knots to come up with oh yeah the backwards <laughs> lock it's so wild how they can just go on and on with the like twisted logic like it's 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 like a morbid fascination i have with it because um, they're just like they dance around the root of the like the point and they come up with all these like i mean they sound they honestly just sound like right-wing talk talking points yeah most of the time Ugh, i don't know I think they think it's like performance art. It's it's possible. Yeah, because they call themselves poets all the time and like art poets. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's rough. They're also like just like deeply misogynistic. That's part of their whole deal is that their political correctness is you know really bad and uh, uh, anti anti feminism. Oh yeah, they're yeah. very anti feminist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's like okay, if you think whatever about political correctness, but like what you're just what you're saying isn't like accurate. I just don't. Yeah. Anyway, but there was this other story, <laughs> um, concerning another actor from Succession, James Cromwell, and his latest. Uh, you could almost call this performance art. Um, okay. <laughs> he's an activist of sorts, and he uh, his latest piece of activism was he superglued himself to the counter of a Starbucks in Manhattan this week to protest the uh, the chain's upcharging for plant-based milk. Is he his character from Succession? It seems like it. That's amazing. Right? Um, yeah, so like his, his point was like they are anti like, I guess like anti-vegan or like anti like okay. animal for charging you more for um, plant-based milk versus like dairy. Right. Which my first thought was he would really love Burger King, which sound, sounds counterintuitive, right? But did you know that when you buy mm-hmm. a Whopper, they charge you more for cheese? So that's like- Yeah, that yeah, would, like, I do know that because I don't, I don't get cheese on the ideals, Whopper. I think. He, would, he would be happy. It's like the opposite of this. Yeah. Well, would he though? Because, well, no, because how much do they charge for the the Whopper that isn't meat? Oh, the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Mm. question. Does it cost more than the regular Whopper? Let's see what's going on. (laughs) So yeah, uh, while he was at the Starbucks, he was wearing a Free the Animals t-shirt and he read a written statement uh, denouncing the surcharge for Mm. vegan alternatives. They don't have Um, prices online. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. But, you know, I mean, Joe's aside, like, I, you know, I appreciate his, uh, his dedication to the cause. I mean, he's eight, he's eight, he's 82. Sure, yeah. He's like, you know, a lot of cells to counters. A lot of people are just talk. It's you know? true. It's true. Now, is this the best use of a protest? Like, who could you know, say? I mean, there is an argument, to, like, it's, it's in Manhattan, uh, right? So it's a highly visible location. And it did make headlines. Yeah. So and it, then, it, does, all, it has had an impact. Would it have made headlines if he wasn't James Cromwell? <laughs> an actor? Yeah. Um, probably just not in the same like outlets. It would have like I'm reading an AP I'm reading Yeah, I'm reading an AP news story. This would be on like the I don't know, the New York Post or something. Which by the way, according to Red Scare is the only reputable source. The New York Post? The New York Post. Christ alive. And they were saying how Tucker Carlson is the new um the new um Shoot, who's the guy who used to do the Daily Show before John? John yeah, he's the new John Stewart. He's like the only worthwhile. Well, because he's doing satire. Yeah, he's like the only worthwhile uh, person to watch on TV. Like he's the only like intellectually stimulating they, person. They on have TV, to be to, uh, to doing a bit, right? Some kind of. But like the bit yeah. never ends. Like it's just the entire. Po- it would have to be just the entire podcast, and I'm assuming right. like their it, personality. It, it's like character would work. have to be the bit. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Like you said, oh it could be God. performance art, or they could just like believe that shit right now. And I say right now because a few years ago they were communists. 
Yeah. And they, they like recall back to that. They're like, back when I was a leftist, yeah, yeah, they would yeah, start out yeah. by saying, and then they get into like this whole thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, just a quick note. I think the runtime thing is fine. Uh, I don't know if the feeds just needed to refresh or what the deal was there. Um, but yeah, if there's any problems, just let me know uh, and I'll, I'll see what's going on. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Denner Road. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash TV and do a Twitch search for Twitch for twitch.tv slash TV. YouTube search for Denner Road TV and email us anything at all like Dale did at video at denneroad.co. If you have time, please give us a rating if the podcast app of your choice allows you to do so. All right. We'll check you next time for episode 55. Just rolling along. All right. Thanks for listening.